Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hello, my self-lovers. Before we dive into today's podcast episode, I want to make sure that you're giving yourself the gift of self-love. Now, if you don't know what the gift of self-love is, it's a workbook that will help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to finally love yourself. And it's now available in stores and online worldwide. Oh my goodness, I've been waiting to say that because I've been working on this book for years. I poured my heart and soul into it, compiling everything that I teach at my retreats and putting it into this heartfelt, relatable, and actionable workbook for you. The cool thing is this book is a combination of me sharing my life story and everything that's helped me on this self-love journey, including body acceptance, and it's a workbook that you can actually write in. So every single thing that I share, you can put into practice right away. There are quizzes, journal prompts, self-reflection exercises, self-love challenges, all of which will help you with body image, confidence, self-worth, and self-love. I'm holding it right here. It's right in front of me and it's absolutely gorgeous. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but we've nailed the design on this one. It makes such a wonderful gift both for yourself and for your loved ones. Perhaps you have a friend that could really use this message and that, you know, needs a little push, loving push in the right direction. And I think that this book is just a great gift. Hence, the gift of self-love. So if you haven't gotten it yet, you can get it today by going to maryscupoftea.com slash book. I'm certain that the tools I share in this book will change your life as much as they've changed mine. So again, that's maryscupoftea.com slash book and give yourself the gift of self-love. Hello, my self-lovers. Welcome to another episode of the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about how confidence comes from clarity and how you can gain more clarity in your life so that you feel more confident in yourself as a person. So what a lot of people don't know is that my book, the underlying theme of the book that is never really spoken. I don't think I use the word clarity in my writing, but one thing that I thought about often as I was writing it is how the entire book is based on getting more clear on who you are and what's important to you and what your strengths and weaknesses and gifts and imperfections and how those all work together synergistically to create you as a person. And hopefully when you can zoom out and see that beautiful mess that you are and accept it and learn to embrace it, that's going to cultivate more deep, unconditional love for yourself. So the big component and the big piece of the self-love formula, which is what I talk about in chapter one or chapter two, Towards the beginning of the book, I talk about what's called the self-love formula. And there are essentially three key components to self-love. If you have the book, you've probably already dived into those. But one component of the self-love formula is self-confidence. 
And the thing that I drill down about confidence in the book is that confidence is circumstantial. It really depends on the situation, on the area of your life, on even your mood or what's going on, because sometimes we can feel really confident in our relationship. And other times we can feel really insecure when it comes to speaking up at work. And so it all just depends on the circumstance, which is why it's circumstantial. And these kinds of distinctions are important because they create clarity. Once we have clarity in our brains and we begin to analyze things for what they are from an objective perspective without judgment or self-blame or anything like that, once we can just zoom out and see that, then we can start addressing it and approaching it with self-compassion, which is another component of the self-love formula. It becomes a lot easier to deal with things once we're clear on how to articulate them to ourselves in our heads. And so the reason why I say that the underlying theme of a lot of the things I do, especially at retreats, like all of the workshops that I host, a lot of them are about getting clarity, just getting really, really clear on who you are, on what's important to you, on who you want to be as a person and taking baby steps towards that. Clarity is also incredibly connected to your purpose or your why. Once you know why you're doing something or what you want to get out of it, then you don't feel the need to, for example, compare yourself to others. Something about comparison that I learned in a really big way over the past six months is that oftentimes we find ourselves comparing ourselves to people that we wouldn't even want to trade places with. <laughs> like we look at their lives on social media or whatever, and we're like, wow, that's so cool. That must be great. But then when it comes down to it, and when you think about like, what am I actually really admiring about this person or would I want that life for myself? Usually the answer is no. I mean, maybe there's aspects of it that um, we do get jealous and we become envious and, and we want them. But once it comes down to that question of like, would I trade places with this person and give up my own life to live theirs? Usually the answer to that is no. And we can find ourselves in a rut and a vicious cycle of comparison when we're not clear on who we are. The only time you can compare yourself to others is if you're not clear on you. That's when we start looking outside of ourselves. That's when we start trying to find pieces of our own worth in other people. That's when we start blaming ourselves for not having or doing or being whoever that other person is. But once we have clarity, once we know who we are, once we are just really solid in that, then the comparison kind of disintegrates. And instead, maybe you admire the person or you're happy for them or you learn from them, but it kind of becomes this mindset. It goes from comparison to inspiration. And that gap in between is clarity on who you are and who you want to be. I learned this because I was really comparing myself to somebody on social media and she's an incredible content creator, just an incredible human. I've talked to her a little bit personally, and 
I really love everything she's doing. And sometimes I found myself just like looking at her stuff and trying to figure out what I should do based on what she's doing and wishing that I was more like her and the way that I create my content and just this vicious cycle. And then I thought about it long and hard. And I realized that I don't want to trade places with her. Not because she's not amazing, but because I like what I have going for myself and because I don't want to work as much as she does because she works really, really hard. Or I don't want to live in the area that she lives, even though her house looks absolutely amazing. Or I don't want that big of a family, even though her family looks amazing, you know? But all of these things like were really stressing me out because when I was spending so much time looking at her... I felt like I wanted that and I really didn't. And it wasn't until I checked in with myself and gained clarity on who I am and what I want. The moment I did that, all of that icky comparison, jealousy, envy, all of that just melted away, truly. And now when I look at her, I'm more like, inspired or curious or I'm learning from her or to be honest, I haven't even looked that much at this person since I got really clear on who I am and what I want and realized that it's just different. If there's no right or wrong, it's just different. So that's how clarity can help you conquer comparison. And gaining clarity can also help you get out of any type of stuckness you feel in your life. Like, for example, if you're going through a transition phase and you don't really know what you want to do, you don't really know where you want to live or what your next steps are, or I don't know, you don't like your job and you're thinking about quitting, but you're just too afraid. Once you get clear on who you are, on what's important to you, on what you want, I'm going to keep repeating those three things because they're so, so important. And at the end, I'll share three questions that you can ask yourself or journal about in order to gain more clarity. But once you get really clear on those things, then you start giving yourself permission to be in the place that you're in because you see it as part of this bigger picture because you already have a why. You already have an end goal, even if that end goal isn't tangible, like you don't have to have everything figured out in order to have clarity. Clarity is more about this energy of like, almost like piecing together the jigsaw puzzles of what you want, and especially what you don't want. It's kind of like dating. The best dating advice I ever received was from one of my friends, and she told me to approach dating as just learning what I want and what I don't want. And she's like, even if you walk away from one date and you know it's not going to go anywhere, but you walked away with one thing that you really liked about the person and it's really important for your future partner to have that or you really do not want in your future partner, then that was a win for that date. And so gaining clarity is that same process, right? You don't have to have everything figured out. The thing about clarity is that you don't need certainty in order to have clarity. You can be unsure about certain things, but once you're clear that you're unsure about them, then suddenly you're giving yourself permission to be in that space and to figure it out. I recently talked to one of my retreat attendees and she's going through a transition phase in her life where she just quit her job and she's thinking about what she's gonna do next because she was at this job for almost a decade. And we talked about how even giving yourself like, the clarity of, okay, well, I'm going to take a year long sabbatical. 
to figure out what I want or what what my next step is or what my next career move, move is. But in this moment right now for the next three months or six months or one year, I'm giving myself full permission to not have everything figured out. And there's almost a certain, there is a certain level of clarity that comes with, I'm unsure right now and that's okay. It's like, you're clear on that. I know that sounds so roundabout, but giving yourself permission to be clear on not being clear is clarity in and of itself. So even if you're like, okay, here's where I'm at in life. Once you're in full acceptance of that and you know certain things, you have like, some pieces of your vision, but you give yourself that in between to figure it out, suddenly you're approaching it from a mindset of curiosity and wonder, and this is exciting and fun. And how am I going to pass my time? Or maybe there, there are so many possibilities, so many opportunities instead of why am I like this? I should have things figured out like pressure. And you know that what you resist will persist. So the more you talk down to yourself like that, the more you put pressure on yourself, the more you're like, I need to get my shit together by 9am tomorrow or else I'm a failure. Then guess what? You're going to feel like you don't have your shit together. But if you tell yourself that, hey, I actually have a lot of time to figure out my life. And I'm always going to be figuring out my life. And here's something that's really, really important to me that I know needs to be a big part of my life. And here's something that I don't give a rat's ass about. And I don't want that for myself. Once you get like really clear on certain big things on your values, then everything else becomes exciting. It becomes fun. It becomes just a journey of living your life and figuring it out as you go along. But there are some things that are important to be clear on, and that's going to give you so much confidence in who you are as a person. Essentially, clarity is the antidote to chaos. That includes chaos in our lives, but most importantly, it's like chaos in our brains, the clarity gives us full permission. It gives us inner peace and acceptance, self-acceptance. So do you see how all of these things kind of just come together? I don't know. I feel like when it comes to self-love, everything works so synergistically. That does not sound like a word, but I think it is a word. Everything works so synergistically that you can't talk about one thing without talking about all these other things, which is why this journey is just so much fun. We get to talk about all the things and I'm so glad you're here on the podcast to talk about them. So let's get into three questions that you can ask yourself in order to gain more clarity in your life. I highly recommend that you journal on these, because if you just ask yourself, you're probably not going to come up with concrete answers. So once you put pen to paper, it'll be that much more powerful. So question number one, you probably see this one coming, but the first question is, what's important to me? What are my values? My values are family, freedom, fun, leadership, and love. I've narrowed it down to five big themes in my life that I just live by. Everything has to fall into one of those values. Either it's about family, it's about creating freedom in my life, having fun, leadership, being in a position where I'm serving other people and I'm able to help and love, which is everything that I do has to come from a place of love. So when you do your core values exercise, 
one way you can approach it is if you just search core values into Google, there might be some examples of words that you can use. This can be anything. There's probably dozens and dozens of words, but I recommend you look at this list, circle maybe like 10 that really stick out to you and then narrow it down to five so that you have them with you at all times. They're always living in your heart. You can recite them like I just did, family, freedom, fun, leadership, and love. And you're constantly living your life based on what's important to you instead of what you think should be important to you or what's important to other people or what's important to my parents or um, other peers. You know, you have to decide what that is for you and you personally. So core values, I know they're kind of esoteric and out there, but they're truly going to help you so much in anything you do, especially when it comes to decision making. I did a whole podcast episode on how to make faster and better decisions, not because you need to be a decision making machine, but again, because the lack of clarity creates this space in our head where we just second guess ourselves all the time. And it becomes so difficult to make decisions, whether it's ordering something at the dinner menu or choosing your career path. I mean, it seems like one thing is so much smaller than another, but in our heads, like we stress ourselves out over what to order at dinner, especially if you've struggled with food and body image. So if you're interested in a little more in depth on that, it is in a previous podcast episode. It's called struggle to make decisions, listen to this. So you can scroll back a little and find it. But clarity also helps you make decisions. I believe in that podcast episode, I talk about how having values is going to make decision making so much easier. Because now when I decide, for example, where I'm going to host the next retreat, it has to fit into one of my core values. It has to feel really, really good to me. It has to come from a place of love. It has to help me grow as a leader. It has to be fun. It has to be freeing because freedom is one of my core values, right? And maybe family doesn't exactly fit into that, but you can see how the things you do in your life always will fit into your core values if you make them so. So that's question number one. What's important to me? What are my values? And then branching off of that, question number two is, this is especially if you're struggling to figure out what's important to you, who am I when there's no one around to judge me? Who am I? What's my personality like? What do I spend time doing? What do I like? Asking yourself that can help you determine your core values and I think that this is why so many people love things like personality tests, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, astrology, human design. I dabble in all of the things and I love it. I think it's so interesting. But think about why we love it so much. Yes, we love getting to know ourselves, but also getting to know ourselves creates a certain level of clarity where you can be like, oh, well, I'm going to do this because I'm a Taurus, (laughs) right? It kind of eliminates so many in-between things of like questioning yourself and second-guessing yourself. Like it just makes you a little bit more solid in who you are. And I, I don't know about the science of this stuff or how accurate it is or which one is best or whatever, Not going to get into that because I simply don't know, but you know the feeling of getting your chart back and finding out that you're an Enneagram too and you're like, oh, everything makes sense. Now I can actually live by this. Now, Now I know that 
this is important to me, that if I'm an Enneagram too, then helping people is important to me. So I want to make sure that I'm always helping people in some capacity. That's my personal Enneagram. (laughs) So that is why we just almost breathe a sigh of relief because it's giving us clarity into who we are. So what's important to you? What are your core values? Who are you when there's no one around to judge And question number three, what do I really, really want? I want you to breathe into that for a second because we don't ask ourselves what we want ever, like rarely ever. Sometimes if I'm on a coaching call or even talking to a friend and I say, well, what do you really want to do? They're kind of like shocked because A lot of us make decisions based on what other people want, based on what's convenient for them, based on just bending over backwards for other people and constantly serving others instead of being like, well, what do I want to do? What feels right for me? So ask yourself, what do you want? And start bullet listing this out, whether it's hot sex or a bowl of cereal, or you want to work at the United Nations, or you want to become the top surgeon, or you want to live a simple life in a cabin in the woods and grow your own food. Like, what do you want? And start just listing that. Anything that comes to your mind, anything that pops into your subconscious mind can be a little window, a little gateway into your true, authentic hopes and dreams. So ask yourself, what do you want? So those three questions, who am I when there's no one around to judge me? What are my core values? And what do I want? I'm also going to give you a bonus question here. For those of you who have done this and you're really clear on who you are, but you don't know what to do with that clarity, here's the question that my mom always asks me, and it just helps so much. What is the next logical step? See, clarity also comes from committed and inspired action. So once you're clear on your values or your hope, your dream, your career path, your relationship, like whatever that is, whatever you're working on here, then ask yourself, what is the next logical step? Do I have to send an email to somebody and pitch myself? Do I get to volunteer at a certain organization? Do I get to have a conversation with my partner and tell them how I'm really feeling? Do I go on Zillow and look at potential houses and places to live? Do I uh, book a plane ticket? I don't know. Do I call someone? Like, what is that next small logical step? What can you do in order to take committed and inspired action? Because that is going to further fuel that clarity machine. And the more you can do it, the more you can think of it as just this journey of exploration and curiosity and then branching off from there and taking that committed and inspired action. It's going to further create this self-fulfilling prophecy where the more things you do, the more you get to know yourself, the more you get to know what you want, what you don't want, what's important to you, and the more you get clear on who you are. And guess what? The more confident you become. So I hope that this gave you so much to work with. I know I kind of, I don't know, this message just started downloading from me. I hope you can really feel that energy because I literally have goosebumps right now. (laughs) I hope that it helped you. I know it helped me even talking about this in this capacity. So I invite you to put pen to paper, ask yourself those three questions, and then take committed and inspired action 
towards your values, towards your hopes and dreams, towards what you really, really want. Get that clarity and start building that confidence. I love you. I believe in you. And I'll talk to you next time. One last thing before we farewell. If you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, we would greatly appreciate if you could leave a short review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Your feedback helps the show so, so much. I absolutely love hearing from you. And as somebody whose love language is words of affirmation, your words mean the world to me. Just go to the Apple Podcasts app and scroll all the way down until you see the review section. And from there, you can just tap the star thing and leave your own review. Thank you so much for supporting me and this greater message of self-love for all. Also, feel free to send this episode to a friend and spread the gift of self-love. And speaking of the gift of self-love, make sure you pick up my book, which is available in stores and online worldwide. Just head to maryscupoftea.com slash book, and you'll find all the links to give yourself the gift of self-love. I love you all so, so much, and I will talk to you next time. Mwah.